Hello, welcome to Tipmana Podcast. It's episode two of the 23-24 season and this this is the final season preview from us before the season starts. Who have we got on? We've got me, James. We've got John. Hi, John. Hi, James. We've got Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, James. And Connor. Connor in his new home shirt. How how would you rate the pinstripes in terms of width? Oh, they're quite wide. Quite wide. Too they're wide. quite wide. Too yeah. wide. No, John, no. How, how's no. the sponsor? How's Because we were a bit concerned about the kind of, it's like a sticker. with. Yeah, it is, but it's, it's just not... I Personally, I really am not that bothered by the BG sponsor. I know we've said this before. I'm saying it again. It's Yeah, it could be colour match a little bit better, but you don't really notice it too much. It's Step back a bit. Things. I can't really see it. This is great <laughs> for the listeners. I mean, the listeners can't see it either. I mean, it looks bigger because so of my breasts, big. but, you know. Excellent. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, um, on kits news, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the, that was. The link there was there. <laughs> Speaking of breasts, Speaking of breasts. <laughs> um, Jack, what do you think about the new away kit? It's come out today. Showtime. There's um, a minute-long video in a cinema. You buying it? I like it. I will. I probably will buy it. I didn't get the. 15, 16 promotion version. I never owned the original version and I've always liked both of them. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not one of these people who says it's got red on it, therefore I'm not buying it. I think it works as a kit. I think how they put our badge on works. The BG don't look too bad. So I think I will be buying it, yeah. Yes, Jack. Okay. That's... John? Oh, I, I literally would have said basically the same thing as Jack's just said. Have you noticed on the back though? There's a big red. It's not stripy on the back where like the number will be. It's just red. Mm. I thought it'd be. I thought the stripes would carry through. So, same with the home kit. It's it's not as good as the Unipart or possibly the Lion Trust one, but it's Lion Trust, pretty yeah. pretty damn sexy. And yeah, um, yeah. okay, I'm, good. I'm going for it. Yeah, Connor, are you going to get as it as well? I've already brought it. So. Okay. Aren't yeah. you this, this, aren't you involved the f- in the kit launch? Where were you? Why weren't you in the cinema? No, 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 not this one. I've been. I got um. I got one of those ticket things to the third kit party launch. I got, I got one of those, so I'm going to that next week. Not on behalf of Tip Manor, I hope. With all your breast mm. chat. No, 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 no. I'm okay. just going solo, flying solo, flying the flag solo. Um, but no, I've got. This is the first season in a long time that I've brought both the kits. So you know that says something. They're both really nice. I'm. I'm from the leaked version of the third one, I'm not that bothered, but we'll see what it's like in the flesh. Might be quite nice. Okay. Flesh. Right. Um, players, transfers and stuff. So we've obviously, I think the only news we've had in terms of incoming is since the last pod has been Mark Harris. Um, I feel quite good about this. Jack, how are you feeling about Mark Harris? Do you think this will be the time where he finds his feet and League One might be his level? hope so. I think um, he's got all the, I suppose, attributes on paper. He's played a good number of games at a level above. Cardiff wanted to keep him, but perhaps he just needs that regular game time to show what he can do. Um, so, yeah, I think or hope he won't be the only striker we bring in, but I think he's a good good start. I think he probably, because he's a bit fluid and can play wide as well, it, it, it gives more options. So, no, I'm happy with that. Um I think he's got a good pedigree on paper. He's meant to be pacey, isn't he? So when was the last time we had a really pacey central striker beyond Roof kind of coming in to play there? 
I think I, I think it's it's really it's a really important point that he's, if he's just got genuine pace, it just in certain situations you just need it. However, sort of uber structured and uber organised we're going to be this style of play this season under Manning, you just at times will need some pace, and I think that's valuable. I, I agree though. I mean, he's got to be part of a striking unit with mm-hmm. another striker. Like if we started with just him and Gatlin, and then others possibly being strikers, it it wouldn't be remotely scary for the rest of the league, would it? But yeah, Connor, do is it? It's I keep thinking it's a loan deal just by default, but it's a perm, isn't it? So yeah. we've got him for the foreseeable. Do that? They never tell us how long the contracts for, though, do they? These days, no. I mean, they've said it's a long term deal, so you'd expect three years probably. Yeah, I imagine. Um, or at least I two with an option type thing. Yeah, I think it's a really exciting move. I think for a player who's been in and around, you know, a championship club for a long time. Yes, he's had loan moves and has not set the world on fire. Um, he's still only twenty four years old, so I think now he has a chance to really settle at a club and kind of put his put, you know put a stamp on his own career. I think this is probably a great a good move for him. I think he will. He will be a number nine. You know, he's professed that he said he wants to play as a number nine for Oxford in the system that Manning has obviously proposed to him. Um, so you know, he can play out wide as well. Um, but so I think it's a flexible. You know, he's a flexible player along the along the front front yeah. three. I, there, there was an article that was written from what the local kind of Cardiff press, wasn't there? That kind of summarised his Harris's kind of input and how he's thought of around the fan base. And I think it was that he'll always give. I know it's a bit cliche, but he gives one hundred and ten percent. He just leaves it out there, and you know fans are always going to buy into that, aren't they? Even even if he's not necessarily getting twenty goals a season, so long as he's really contributing to the team and others around him um, are kind of hitting the mark, then you know I'm for it. I have noticed though, because of I imagine it's because of his goal return that there's still a lot of chat, Jack, about another striker. So we'll have Harris, Odonka, Rodriguez. We know can move forward into that central role. But people are saying we absolutely need another forward. Are you on the same? Yeah, the definitely. Same I think I think you need always need at least three proper out and out players who can play as a striker in your squad. Gatlin's still raw. We know that. You never know. He might have a wonder season. Harris is, I suppose, unproven in effect. So it would be nice if we brought in someone who you go, okay, that there's a there's a proven striker. There's a striker we know might get goals. Maybe that's not what we go for. It might be a loan from a Premier League club once they're back from overseas tours and the like. But I think we definitely need another. Yeah. You just think at this point it has to, with Harris coming in on the perm deal, he he needs to get minutes down the middle and he said he wants to be, or he expects to be that number nine. Um, but there's cover as well. Like, yeah. He gets injured any point during the season. I, I, but what I'm getting at is Jack referenced like an experienced striker coming in. I mean, it's either going to be someone that's at the end of their career or it'll be a loan signing for someone that's happy to get a smattering of games that's breaking through. Like, And Manning's reference Premier League loan market kind of kicking off once all the clubs are back from their tours, right? So I, I imagine that's what's going to happen. I think there's a few rumours flying around anyway that we'll get into I, in a minute. I like him and I think he's a good fit for what we're trying to do. It feels to me that the striking... Even as you say, if it's one of the two types of strikers you mentioned, it, it does feel like the attacking unit from a striker perspective is a little bit light. Hmm. But I do think he is a very good. He's a good fit into kind of what we're trying to build. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not down on him. What, what, whatsoever. Yeah, you just gotta hope he gets off to a 
good start, don't you? Yeah. A brace against Cambridge would be great. Let's just hope for that. Um, a few people have left since the last pod, so I think we talked about Findlay and just obviously expecting him to go. Connor, were you, you know, how do you feel? Fine, <laughs> expecting it. So, yeah, I mean, I said it in the last pod that I expected him to leave after we signed um, uh, after we signed Jordan Thornley. So it didn't really come as much as a surprise that he did. He didn't end up leaving. I mean, I think it's a strange one that it's a loan deal. It's a loan, because, yeah. Because obviously he still has two years left on his contract at Oxford, so you know he'll be back next season. Um, unless, of course, you know we move him on for a fee, uh, which would be good. Wasn't he but, on a four-year deal? Or am I making that up? He might be, yeah. Maybe he's got three years left. He's got three yeah. years left. That's why yeah. I thought the loan was a bit... It's yeah. just getting the wages off the bill, though, fundamentally. Yeah, yeah definitely, John, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. the least likely to play in terms of his ball I think, playing ability. So. Yeah, and also with Negru kind of mm. stepping in as that kind of third choice centre-back, I think I think it makes sense for, for all parties, really, that he goes and plays his football. And also, he's loved at Kilmarnock. You know, he played there before. The fans know him. You know, I think it's probably a good, suit, good fit for him. Probably life-wise as well, going back to Scotland is probably not always a bad thing. Maybe he's got family and things around there. So, yeah. you know, a, a, it's, it is what it is. I'm not sad to see it happen because he's not the type of player that Manning will want to play in that central defence yeah. role, to be honest. And Jack, Steve Seddon went out very quickly. Uh, it might have even been the same day from memory, but um, that was another loan, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I think it probably highlights how much we've been paying some of these players that they're only going on loan um, that we're not you know, getting rid by mutual consent or whatever. Um, but that's probably a move that works for everyone. He clearly wasn't going to play here. Um, Burton's a good enough club at this level that he'll play regularly. Um, maybe he'll find if he is a wing-back or a full-back there. Um, but yeah, again, it's wages off the books. It feels like we've uh, wheeled and dealed quite sensibly this summer where players have come in in a position we've also, you know, a Thornley's come in, a Finley's gone out. Um, I fully expect a left back to come in, a Seddon's gone out kind of thing. So it feels like we're being quite sensible, um, especially after last year's exuberant spending on particular players. Who else might still depart, John? What do you think? Well, I, Wild, I put the, Wild Shot and Murphy's are still around. Well, I put this question into the notes and then thinking about it, I was like, well, actually, the squad size is starting to get actually small in fields and actually some of these players start to become the cover at the moment. Um, yeah, the Yannick one is probably the most obvious. Josh Murphy, I just think, stays. I think Henry, you, you keep him around. I mean, I can't, I can't quite work him into the team, really, I don't think. But I think you keep him around. for. He's a player that can play in systems, I'm sure, very well. You know, he's probably not fit for a kind of a KR, slightly more frantic style of football. But structure-wise, Henry can be brilliant. So I, I don't think Henry necessarily goes anywhere. Midfield. Goodrum's the only one that's had where there's been any noise in terms of interest from external clubs type thing. Was it Championship or? Yeah, these have got flattened pretty quickly, didn't it? Though I think even Manning flattened it pretty quickly. It's just yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure how how true those rumours were. Whether they were just kind of you know Twitter sphere rumours, but I don't I don't see that happening. I don't quite think he's had a breakthrough season at Oxford yet, let alone deserve a Championship move. He did score a belter on the final day, so you know he did. That's he did. What most team clubs base it off. Um, <laughs> one decent goal. <laughs> there's no Brannigan noise, though, is there, or anything like that? It's just been very quiet. 
in terms of outgoings. But I, I suppose that reflects our season, doesn't it? Doesn't he um, launch that academy or something locally as well? So, yeah, that and the fish tank. I think he's pretty settled. So are we all in agreement of what we need? Striker and a left back and then... The defensive midfield is the only other position that's been kind of badged around a bit. McEachran potentially is going to sit around. I, d- there, I don't so. think one will come in. I wouldn't mind one just because part of what we'll probably get to is that there isn't a lot of kind of step in straight away kind of depth in the squad. Like McGuane would is probably the kind of is the immediate option if it's McEachran and Brannigan starting. But McGuane sort of as much as I do like him. He's one of those that needs a few games to get going. There aren't many players that can kind of come in straight off the off, get a se- play at a 7 out of 10 type level. Uh, so for me, that's why an extra midfielder would be a good thing, as someone who can come in and do a job if needed. But I don't think you're going to justify it against other priorities. Hasn't, um, hasn't Gorin got his... His, his latest scan assessment uh, tomorrow. Yeah. No, is it, is it tomorrow or is it Friday? Thursday or Friday? One or the other. Um, so that'd be interesting to see what comes of that and whether or not he's got a future at the club um, in terms of his recovery and moving that forward. Because I'm personally not that not that fussed about a defensive midfield player coming in because I, I do think Josh McEachern will, will play a real vital role in that regard. I know he's not an out-and-out DM like the kind of player that you always talk about, John. But I just no, we're not. We're not it's, just, it's just not going to happen. Just, oh, it's man. never happening. It's no, never happening. No. And no, I think I think you're right. McCracken is a better version of that. McGuane is, mm. you know, he's not sort of naturally minded to it as McCracken is. So I absolutely mm. agree. One I day there'll I'm... be a player like in the Dutch second division called like Carl Rotter, and he'll be a defensive <laughs> midfielder, and we'll we'll sign him. Then you'll get all of the years worth of rot. Be like Keshi. One. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want some sort of snarling game. animal. I feel like I need to like. I want just someone who's kind of just thinks, tackle and a biter, intercepts and that sort of takes the ball of the centre halves. That sort of player. Um, I don't think a full-on snarling, foaming rotter exists anymore in football. <laughs> well, um, on the midfield front, Jack, like Oisin Smith is around as well, isn't he? Did he? Did we end up deploying him in more of like a progressive midfield role, though? Didn't we? Towards he, the end. he played in kind of a variety of positions in the the few games we did see him in. I remember, was it Morecambe, Manning's first proper game in charge? He started. Yeah, and yeah. Looked quite bright. He came on against Derby and got on the ball and drove forward and looked quite bright. It's probably quite a big season for him in terms of showing if he's going to, I suppose, make it, which feels a bit harsh, but show that he can play at this level. Um, I think on the DM thing, I, yeah, I don't think we'll bring one in. I imagine if Gorin is proven to be able to kick a ball again, we may offer him a pay-as-you-play type deal because we've got plenty of room within the squad cap in terms of like over-21s. Yeah. Um, I mean, Josh Johnson has looked bright or did look bright. I mean, I'd love it if he was stepped up and was capable, but it's not exactly a kind of promotion sort of strategy, is it? Yeah, exactly. And he, he's one that if he's not going to get in our first team squad regularly you want him to go and play games on loan yeah, yeah. the next stage to kick on so I th- yeah I think uh, to the point you made James about what else might we bring in I think it's a left back a striker and it seems judging by latest rumours that a winger is still wanted so yeah I think they'll probably all be ahead of a DM in Manning's viewpoint 
I'm intrigued with the winger thing because you look at um, you look at the current wingers that are in the squad at the moment. You know, if you look at Brown, who's an out and out winger, yeah, okay, he's been deployed centrally in the past, but I don't think that'll happen this season. Not with Ruben Rodriguez coming in. Then you've got Goodrum, who you're hoping will probably have a breakthrough season this year if he's given the opportunity to do so. And you've got Josh Murphy, who is a seasoned pro, who should be you know the first name on the team sheet despite the fact he's had a pretty woeful year last year and now he's injured again. So you think... if you bring He's in injured another... again? Well, he hasn't played in pre-season, has he? Yeah, so he's played a handful. Has... He's played a bit. Well, he didn't play the last two games. No, he's, he's missed the last two, but he played all the ones before that. So I, I imagine he's picked up something. Maybe I'm, okay, I don't want to spread a rumour, but I, I'm not convinced <laughs> that he's fully fit because if he was fully fit, he'd be playing in pre-season. It's as simple as that. Every other player has, other than Henry. Um... So, you know, so you've got three, you've got three pretty decent wingers there. I mean, if we're looking at these, I don't know, we're going to go on to it in a minute, but there's two wingers that we're kind of looking at from what we've heard. And you think, well, how many more wingers are we going to need? You know, is this, I didn't realise that Liam Manning was Carl Robinson in disguise and just loves a winger. So I, I think it's more... We've got like, semi-crocked wingers. That's... Yeah, yeah. That's what you got, Mark. Stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's just, I just yeah, I'm just intrigued with the wingers. I, I just think... hope. If you're Manning, you've been you've been left with Wildshut and Murphy, and yes, there's an aspect. Oh yeah, of I forgot like, about Wildshut. You have to like work with what you've got, but there's also an aspect of he can use the loan market to get a young guy in who maybe has a different attitude and shows them up again. Mm. And they're then yeah, just yeah, yeah. It's an expensive mistake, but it's not his mistake. So yeah. I don't think I think he'll be thinking about what he needs rather than what he's got in that. I think yeah. I'm interested yeah. how that works against with the striker as well, then because. Like I yeah. say, we, you know, we've spoken about this just a minute ago, but I do really think that if we're going to bring in another striker, it needs to be someone who's who's kind of played at this level before. I think I'll be a little bit concerned if we end up bringing in just a lone player from a Premier League club who's not not hit the ground running at this level before, and then all you've got left is Harris, who obviously is unproven really, and the same with Odonka. So you have no proven striker in the building, so that would be a, a concern personally, but. I suppose time will tell. In the wingers, in the winger sense, I don't think that's quite as worrying. In terms yeah. of bringing in someone from a lower division, no, sorry, a higher division. But um, so you know, who, not who's been wrote Stanley Mills? I enjoyed Andrew in the WhatsApp chat referencing Stanley as a name. It's up there with Nigel and um, Keith and. That's Gary. my nephew. That's my nephew's name, and it's quality. It's a lovely name, actually. It's quality like, name. Uh, on reflection. Yeah. Really if you'd just... said to me though, like name who his father is, <laughs> I would have never. I don't think I'd have got. I don't think I'd have even thought of. Going Stanley for Mills, what Stanley Mills? I mean, it's not. You could have had a guess, couldn't you? I don't think I'd have even thought of Danny Mills, given who the sort of player Danny Mills was <laughs> versus what his son apparently yeah. is. Like, yeah. I don't so, think I'd have even gotten in it. I'd probably gone he's... Pablo Mills over Danny. Mills. So he, <laughs> Stan, 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 <laughs> Stanley Mills is nineteen on Everton's books. Is it? It's Everton, isn't it? And he's he scored yeah. ten in fifteen games in the. Kind of lower, what's it called? The sub league, the B league of the Premier League type thing. Um, I know nothing more about him. Does anyone else? I asked a friend of a friend who does media stuff for Everton's Academy. Um, he said he's a wide, wide player on number 10, two footed, likes to get involved in build up, a bust the gut to get on the score sheet, scores loads of different types of goals. He's probably the most highly thought of in the academy at the moment, apart from Tom Cannon, who had a championship load last season. Um, good football brain, likes to work things out on the pitch as well. So, okay. 
That sounds, sounds right. positive. I think I put on Twitter last night. It sounds positive as long as he, if he does come in, doesn't have that kind of first loan syndrome that we've seen with a few kind of talents over time. Sounds yeah. exciting. Tight, is, he, is he a winger or is he a striker? Winger, mainly a winger by the sounds rather than a striker. Okay. Tyler Berry was another one that's at Millwall. I think he's 22 or so. He's, um, he's It felt like he turned us down, didn't he? And then, well, that was kind of the rumours, wasn't it? That that became him on a permanent deal and he didn't want to join permanently. And then now we've got the the, the circle rumours of a loan deal. So yeah. It's an but interesting he, approach, that is, isn't it? He's played where, where 50 or just coming up to 50 games in the championship yeah, at the age of 22. Numbers. I mean... Not a massive goal return, but there's got to be something about him to be to get that many games at his age. So we'll see. I guess that's another. He's a winger again, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I think so. Um, Isaac Davis. That's the striker from Cardiff, isn't it? Uh, again, young. That'll be a loan potential deal. That that went quiet quite quickly though, didn't it? It was just an article, and then it disappeared pretty fast. It seemed like there was other clubs linked with him as well. Yeah, and Charlton were one of them, and Pompey as well. So interesting to see whether or not that's in the background. But might have might have a pre-existing relationship with Harris, so that might work out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw the note around uh, Manning using PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> it was amazing. There was a there was an article that was ran on on Oxford Mail and. I come, I come here to get away from PowerPoint, not talk about it. I, yeah, I oh know. No, same here, John. Same here, mate. Same, same here. But I, I saw this and it just made me, it made me chuckle because I just thought, like, you know, Manning has basically said that he he creates PowerPoints that when he speaks to the players that he wants to bring into the club, he presents a very well structured PowerPoint about like you know the the culture at the club, the ambitions for this season, and how he sees that player fitting in and their specific roles. I hope but he's I just, got animations for the player yeah, like no. moving from one position to the next, like a faded. <laughs> I just thought, what else has he got in there? Like, I'd love to know what else. Didn't I'm sure they mentioned when they appointed him that he'd done like a 75 slide yeah. PowerPoint. Yeah. They're probably him. like after slide 62, they're like, just fuck, have the job. It's fine. <laughs> just stop. Get out. It all feels a little bit um, Marcello Bielsa like when he did that PowerPoint after the whole spying thing. But oh yeah, preparation is good. He's clearly a lot more thorough thinking than some managers we've had. I mean, and also it seems to it seems to work because nearly every player that's come in the door so far in their interviews have, have all referenced the fact that they want to play f- under the under the gaffer, yeah. as they say. I know that that's quite cliche, and probably a lot of players say that anyway. But it's clearly had an effect on the players because you know he's very clear. Well, he seems very clear in his consistent message for exactly. parts of that. Obviously, the roles on the pitch stuff would be different, but if he's sending the same message to each of them about the culture of the club and what he wants to do, that is, that is really positive yeah. yeah exactly and if a powerpoint is needed to do that then so be it yeah exactly um in terms of other news before we get on to our pre-season and then our predictions for the year ahead um there's been obviously the stadium uh, survey closed but and then the, me- the next big kind of milestone in all of that is on the 19th of september so obviously well done, everyone who filled that out. Let's just hope it's gone. It's all going to go in the right direction. Um, and then the club's been putting out, I don't know if you guys have seen, but three or four of those spotlight articles. So they've done one on green space, infrastructure, sustainability, and then they'd announced they were doing another meet and greet. And I saw they did one at Charwell, which made me happy. Mr. Max old hunting ground. So um, 
hopefully people, some of the fans and local community went to that. Um, <laughs> I just heard myself. Let's move on to the next section. <laughs> Um, pre-season well, John, John you've gone about as red as our new away kit I look, as I looked back at him I realised what I'd said um, it doesn't matter he's not a predator um, <laughs> thanks for the clarification um, pre-season Jack actually no no I like that someone's put in let's take a moment to look at Swindon Town's pre-season um where did it start? Was it Swansea? It was their first yeah. game? Yeah, lost five nil to Swansea, then seven one to to Bristol City. Although it didn't Bristol City's battered our. It was just helped synergy with our games, I think, as well in a way. Yeah, <laughs> it's just okay. pretty terrible. I enjoyed that. Um, so we played Southampton B and Barnet behind closed doors. We definitely had um, Josh Murphy playing in some of them. So I yeah, remember seeing the pictures. Yeah. 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 0-0 v Eastleigh, there wasn't a lot. I listened to that game. There wasn't too much to say. The only thing that I took of note, and I remember putting it in one of the forums, was about Thornley was really loud. Like on the back line, he was shouting constantly. And um, they picked up on it on the commentary and were like, it's good. You know, more vocal players beyond. Like Elliot Moore's never going to be the shouty, shouty captain. So having Thornley next to him, kind of organizing people in front of him, I think is... Um, a big win for us. Um, and then Swansea. Anyone catch that game? Yeah, I managed to watch it on um, Swansea City TV. I managed to get hold of it. I was going to go, but I ended up just, just didn't work out in the end. Um, it was I thought it was actually a really good performance, to be honest with you. I think it was encouraging. Um, Swansea themselves didn't look particularly great, but you know that's their problem, not ours. I think one of the most impressive things... Um, that you can already see from the effect that Manning's had is is the high press. I thought the, I thought the the front three of uh, Harris Brown and Rodriguez in particular were excellent in their press. They they were so quick um, and they pressed as a unit and they came together. Um, and there was a you know the goal came from that. Um, yeah, okay, it was a bit of a bit of a sloppy sloppy mistake from the oh, goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, and going through his legs. Yeah. yeah, but you know it was you know we won the ball back and Rodriguez was. Was the player who ended up setting up? Yeah, he Brown laid it off. The strike, yeah, yeah. brilliant. And it, it, and I think that continued throughout the, throughout the game. I also thought another thing of note was um, James Beadle. I thought he looked excellent on the ball. So so calm and composed. A complete contrast to Eastwood against um, Bristol City, um, and it really really stuck out. I think I think Beadle is going to be a really interesting player um, and nice. hopefully a, a good watch. Are we expecting much? Where do people think in terms of that starting eleven? Is that going to be our starting eleven at Cambridge? Subject to anyone coming in between now and then. So it was Goodrum, Harris, Brown uh, along the front line, McEachran, Rodriguez, Brannigan in the middle, and then Kieran Brown, Fornley, Moore, and Long. With I'd be surprised if we play all four of that front four together in an away game this early in the season. But yeah. When I when I was thinking about first eleven, my first eleven, I I didn't quite get Goodrum in it, but I didn't quite conclude who would be yeah, in I, that place either. I, assuming just, assuming it's that formation, the four two three yeah. one. Mm. I wonder if you have a Bowden or a Henry in just for the bit more kind of I don't know what we're yeah. looking for. 
experienced kind of steady going rather than a Brown and a Goodrum that are a bit more pacey and atom. Uh, for a home game potentially, but I'm I think an away an away game early on probably not. But I I wouldn't mind it if we did. Yeah. Um, and then the final game we referenced it before, but four one lost to Bristol City behind closed doors. Connor, you watched this one as well, but we we had like a yeah. completely different team out, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. For, for for those who didn't play on the on the on the uh, was it on Saturday or the Friday? No, the Friday night. He didn't play against Swansea. Played. Um, yeah, it, it was a re- it was kind of a pretty much an opposite performance to what actually happened on the Friday at Swansea. They didn't play particularly well at all. Um, I think. The we were very shy at the top of the pitch. Adonka took his goal well, but other than his his you know his goal, there was literally no chances created. Um, yeah, we did get to see two trialists though. Um, Max Waltman from Liverpool, nineteen year old attacking midfield player. Um, he looked tidy on the ball. Um, kind of one of those players that I think you could see as a, if if words bring him in, then it would be kind of a one for the future, kind of nurturing um, and kind of give him some game time. Maybe in cup matches or you know off the bench until he kind of puts his puts his stamp on on the team. Um, whether or not he does come in is, is a different story. Um, the other trialist was Kieran Freeman, who I believe was late latest club as Portsmouth. Um, he's a right back, but he played left back and he was awful. Like he was probably one of the worst players on the pitch. It's one of them which, where it's weird sad. with his experience. These doing trials, I thought like. Well, I'd have snapped your hand off for him two or three years ago. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, two of the, two or three of the goals came from his side, um, and he got nutmegged about three times as well during the game, and he did not, honestly, he didn't look very comfortable. I mean, yeah, okay, he was playing left back, not right back, so it might have played a part in it, but yeah, yeah, he didn't, he didn't look like much copy. Put it this way, he didn't put himself in the shot window. Okay, and then. Now I've said that, we'll probably sign him next week. But, you know, we'll see. Well, Manning, did, yeah, Manning said two or three didn't more to come in, didn't he? So you know, I expect it might be that before Cambridge, we I'd expect at least a couple of them to be done. But I don't, I don't Hopefully. think it'll be one of those guys. Um, right, let's move on to predictions, and then we'll have a quick chat about Cambridge. So we've got this has been done. I think the guys on the dub did the same thing, and then there's been questions asked in this way in the forums but um hopes expectations predictions and then we'll add on player of the season and then a rogue prediction and jack we're starting with you first i'm going to write this down as we're doing it and then we're going to reference it because we forgot last time didn't we at the end of the season and then we're going to laugh at our this would not have gone down it's probably a good thing isn't it that we didn't (laughs) we forgot to do it last year you want them in that order? Yep. Hopes. Come on. So as of as of today, hopes are we ease into the playoffs. Expectations are comfortably top half with a serious flirt with the playoffs. Prediction, therefore, being somewhere eighth to tenth, but being right in the playoff race until the end. That's as of now. If we if we go and sign a left back and a striker, I'd probably nudge them upwards. Okay. Player of the season. Uh, Baldock. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that. No, I, yeah, I, uh, Marcus Marcus Brown. Oh, that's that was my shout last season. You know, interested. You reckon this is going to be his, this is going to be his year? I don't know. I'm just not cursing any of the new signings. Oh, any enough. any rogue prediction to add in? Uh, my rogue prediction. I think I said this last year. Our best player is actually yet to sign, and mm-hmm. we'll get Spurs away in the cup. 
Oh, I like that yes, type please. of one. Spurs away. I'd love Spurs away. Which cup? Uh, all of them. All the cups. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Connor. Hopes for me personally, as I've finally got a season ticket for the first time in seven years, because now I'm back at Oxford, I'm hoping that we just play entertaining football this season. Um, and we make a spectacle of most of the games. That's kind of my hopes. And obviously promotion. Um, that's obvious. Um, that's the Not same with every though. season. Every season, isn't it? Same with every season. Expectations are better than last season. Just anything better than last season will will kind of suit me. Um, prediction: I think we'll finish top six, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bet on fifth. Um, okay. Not actually put a bet on, but that's my bet for for the podcast anyway. You can recall at the end of the season, which is quite ambitious, um, given the fact we had a horrendous season last year. But I, I think I think I think we'll do it. Player of the season for me, I'm gonna go with Cameron Brannigan. Because I think he didn't have the best season last year, but then mm. none of them did. And I personally think that the signing of Josh McEachern will give him a lot more freedom to express himself higher up the pitch um, and be involved a lot more and play way more as an eight. Um, and I think he will he'll have a, another fantastic season. We ne- we ne- we haven't mentioned Marcus McGuane once in this pod. I just realised I completely forgot he existed until yeah. <laughs> until I've, I've mentioned him twice. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Just, just choosing <laughs> to, I'm to just, uh, knock him out. Just don't listen know, to John. Because you hate him. Yeah. yeah. I'm carrying on. I'm going to carry on. Yeah. My, rogue predict- my rogue prediction is that Ruben Rodriguez is going to finish the season with the most assists in the league. That isn't rogue, is it? Yeah, it is. Like the assi- wasn't it him and Kevin De Bruyne? Played, he hasn't like... even played in League One before. That's no. rogue. I think, well... Okay, my, 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 okay, my other rope. My other rope prediction is that one of our games this season will be interrupted by a just stop oil protest. Okay, there there's my rope prediction. That's that's more like what I'm after. <laughs> I wonder uh, what Jack. that orange banner behind you was, Connor. That's your sorry, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm quite ready. Um, John, sorry. Uh, hopes as in what's the maximum I think we can do? I think that's playoffs. Okay. Ex- expectations, so I guess like the minimum. So clear progress on the stadium, I think, is sort of an off the field. Nice, yeah. One. Clear transition to a, a footballing style that that works, or at least looks like it just needs another window, and we'll be kind of there. Um, and I think player of the season. I sort of I'm torn between Brannigan and Brown. Actually, you haven't I, given I, us a position. Where are we finishing? Prediction. Oh, I think I think so. I'll take Jack's caveats the other way around and say, assuming we do sign a left back and a striker, I think we'll finish sixth. Um, okay, but I think it will be a, a late surge. Late I don't think. Surge. I think late surge. I think this season will be like a sort of um, slower start. Like I think it will take a while to kind of get sort of Manning style implemented a bit. So Manning ball, Manning ball, uh, player of the season. So, <laughs> who we've we've spoken about three times now on this pod. Let's make it a fourth. No, no. Um, I, I'm torn between Brannigan and Brown. I'm going to go Brown with Brown. I'm going to go with Brannigan. Um, I think he'll benefit from being having that okay. sort of structure Copycat. around him. Um, yeah. Not the not the slightly different points Connor's about McCrack, and I just think Manning will take away. I think Manning will Brannigan will give him 
Manning will give Brannigan Brannig. more specific instructions and things and ways to play on the pitch and stop him from trying to do everything which he did under KR. So I think that's why it'll be better. Um, okay, rogue prediction. Uh, Liam Manning to go grey <laughs> and, <laughs> and visibly lose his temper at least once. Oh, that's good. What How's he going to lose it though? What's he going to do? Well, he, I think he's just like, he's just never going to, he's clearly going to be like so calm and like, we're going to be shocked all the way through the season and we're going to get annoyed about it at one point. And then at some point he's just going to crack and be like, that was just, that was just, you know, expletive, expletive. <laughs> I want on the next part, I want you to tell us what you predict what he's going to lose his temper on. I want low level detail. Um, right. I'm going to go hopes automatic promotion. I think I, I genuinely think the league. We haven't really referenced. I think we talked about it in the last pod, but League One does not look great again this season. It's going to come back to bite us saying this. I know, but like the club's coming it down. I, I just don't I know, think it's it not like is. the seasons where like Barnsley and Luton just kick the crap out of everyone. I don't think um, we'll see that this season. So I, I think we'll. I, my hope is that by Christmas we're not out of the running for autos. Expectations, yeah. I think. And prediction. I'm just going to roll those together. Fourth. I'm going to fourth. predict that we're going to come fourth. Um, Shoot for the stars. I'm just going to put it in. Player of the season, Rodriguez. I think it's quite easy to guess that. I went for Thornley a couple of years ago, and then he was doing great and then left. I don't think I'm going to do that. I love. I would love to go Harris, though. I'd love it if Harris just smashed it and we had a 25-goal a season guy um and then rogue prediction chris hogg to get glazing from bangkok glass uh for his home this year this calendar year how how are you gonna know that james i'm just gonna ask i'm just gonna keep pestering the club to find out okay there's got to be a reason that bg's there incentives for players a kickback to staff yeah, exactly. <laughs> Full glazing for all players and stuff. Um, how are we feeling about Cambridge, boys? Jack, how are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm going. So am I. I'm making a weekend of it. It's uh, going to be great. I'm not going, but I, <laughs> I'm i going to dampen your excitement by saying I think it will be a very start the season game and you'll come away thinking, wonder what that means for the season. Okay, it'll be 1-1. One, so one. enjoy that. Hasn't it been? Yeah. Jack is Jesus Christ, mate. No, that's the one way to kill the mood, isn't it? Didn't we start oh, there last season? Six minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just for those listening, we're doing this quicker than normal because there's a, a terrifying countdown timer that I can see. I'm not sure the others can see it because <laughs> we're cheapskates and haven't paid for our <laughs> podcast <laughs> properly. Um, yeah, I didn't. Was it is weird that we started the season away at Cambridge. Was it last year? No, last year was Two Derby, wasn't it? Two years ago. Yeah. And Seddon scored and we drew one all. Um, I can see that, but I really hope we kick off. When was the last time we, we should have done the research here? When was the last time we won away on opening day? I, I have memories of like Oldham. That's, that's ages ago, isn't it? 2-0. Um, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, they bother trying to think back. James, you won't find it. I'm, I'm convinced we'll have a good start to the season. You got to bring the op- you got to bring the optimism. You got to bring it. 
I think we'll have a good start. I'm just, I just don't think it's realistic to expect Manning to have implemented his fairly sort of advanced style of wanting to play football on a new set of players this early. I mean, I'd be happy if it was like the last 10 games of last season, if it was like a mixture of that and a little bit more expansive for the first part of the season, I wouldn't mind that so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I do also yeah. think that you, you don't, Manning doesn't necessarily have to t- tick every box and get everything working seamlessly for us to win though. So yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, 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 I'd be quite happy, like you say, to see, to see snippets of it, to see there is an identity again. And there's got to be um, some realism around year. Manning and like, I mean, he's re- I'm really excited about him. I think he's like the thing that he's the sort of manager we've got for the next two years, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. you've got to think about where is he going to come unstuck? Like what went wrong during that season in MK that he couldn't right the ship and all those sorts of things. Is one window enough for him to build a squad to do what he wants to do? Um, you know, have we got that depth in the squad? Like, I'm not being negative about it. I think we've got a really, really good nucleus because we, we had good players last season, which is the sort of, half the thing I was moaned about yeah um, and the other thing is have we got funds that we can deploy in January if we need to and well, that's under complete unknown because the board have been relatively quiet getting on with things um, God do you remember so before um, so we had Derby then we had the one all at Cambridge and then we had the season before that we lost 2-0 away at Lincoln and we played terribly if you remember that Um that's the season we came sixth, though, after 46 games. Do you remember that 2-0 away? And then we, we went from um, Lincoln, then, yeah, lost at Sunderland next game at home, and then we played um, Accrington away, and then Taylor... Was it Taylor's hat-trick? I think it was. I remember as well, in theory, January, sorry, August is the on-paper, we don't know how good other teams are, hardest Yeah, month. yeah. Um, beating Carlisle at home is actually probably a bigger thing to achieve just to go into those two games away games uh james james you've got two and a half minutes you need to uh explain how you feel about cambridge i feel really excited good glad someone i'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i I think we'll win 3-1 and it will it will take the pain that me and jack felt standing in the stands only a few months ago away because that was a low point wasn't it, Jack? Have you recovered from that? That was when I thought we were gone because that was horrendous that day. I remember uh-huh. walking back in the rain um, <laughs> after that game, just thinking, "What am I doing? This is terrible. Yeah, it's just awful." Anyway, it won't be like that. It's going to be great. It's going to be uplifting. We're going to feel great. Hopefully, the weather turns a bit. Nice summer's day. Fingers crossed. Um, we'll probably be podding. Maybe the maybe midweek after that, we'll have a look at that. Let's see what we can do, um, and hopefully, yeah, we're reflecting on a really positive opening day. But um, as always, thanks everyone for listening. Please continue to get involved on the socials with anything we put out, and uh, tell your friends, family, cats, dogs about Tip Manor. See you later. <laughs>